0: The whole DEI discussion, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is where I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. It's got an enormous branding problem. We're feeling fine if we start episode number 109 of the promo Upfront front podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always on this podcast the platoon leader of promo himself the one mm-hmm. and only kirby hasman kirby how the august are you <laughs> i'm doing really well although i think uh, like
1: a lot of people i woke up and was like it's freaking august already <laughs> um yeah. i just don't and, and again that it feels like such a cliche thing to say, but man, as this year, it felt like has gone so quickly and uh, need to make sure that I'm taking a breath and taking just the time to enjoy. And
0: uh, yeah, I'm doing
1: well, but um,
0: I'm trying to push myself to just enjoy. So how about you, bud? I'm doing great. It is, you know, it is August. We're getting ready to to move our kids back to college uh, in the next Mm -hmm. week or two. Um, Yeah, um, I I I will miss them. It's been fun having them home, but it'll be fun not having them home too. So (laughs) looking forward to that. It's just so stinking hot and humid right now, and I I don't the heat never bothers me, but here in Middle Tennessee we do get an inordinate amount of humidity. So. I haven't spent a ton of time outside, uh, which, you know, that's kind of my jam. So yeah. to me, August means September's around the corner. So I'll get a little bit of cooler weather. And so I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, something else I'm looking forward to is sharing sharing a little something, if I might, Kirby, if you would indulge me. I indulge you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, most people know that Blue Generation is the premier apparel supplier in the promotional products industry with every color, every size available. However, what people don't realize is how Blue Generation is driving corporate fashion forward with their untucked collection. In fact, I'm wearing this one right now. This is the BG7270. Uh, I love this shirt. It's it's an untucked shirt. It's very comfortable. I feel like it's very flattering. It makes me look like I've lost 86 pounds, which is awesome. <laughs> And it's designed for that casual elegance. The untucked collection looks amazing in the office, as it does doing anything else you might do out on the town, while showcasing that modern and flattering style that people come to expect from Blue Generation. And I know uh, you're a big fan of Blue Generation as well.
1: Yeah, I am. And and again, we've talked about this before in the sense that the untucked idea, the 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 the. Style of apparel is something that our end users are asking for. And so anytime somebody's meeting that, I think is really good. And the other thing is, is I didn't realize you were a a fashion influencer. And so that's exciting to learn too.
0: Kirby, you might want to wake up because I am. And if anybody would like (laughs) me to be a fashion influencer, I'll give you my address at the end of the podcast. But you know what? Let's talk about what's important here. Blue generation, truly, truly, and I'm not joking here. They really do understand how to combine a quality, style, comfort, and cost effectiveness to create something truly unique in the promotional products industry and that is the untucked collection and the best part best part deep deep inventory they do not experience a lot of the same supply chain issues that other people do because they don't manufacture in china and that's a big big thing so with all the supply chain issues blue generation has plenty of inventory to say head over to visit our friends over at BlueGeneration.com and wow your clients with some truly fashion-forward apparel. I know I'm going to head over there again. I might do a little shopping later on in the podcast because I got to tell you, I put on this shirt today, I feel like a million bucks. A million like, every, bucks. Speaking of a million bucks, let's earn a million bucks while, <laughs> while we uh, broadcast at an exceptionally high level today. You have the upfront section of the podcast. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, so I
1: came across an article, you know, the I'm all about the LinkedIn when it comes to different topics, and so this is one that's been a headline the last couple of days, and the headline yeah. reads, CEOs crack down on swag, um, okay. so so essentially, uh, I'll- Sort of read you this farewell to flexible working as CEOs mm-hmm. issue stricter mm-hmm. demands to workers amid recession fears. Yep. So, because of some of the the challenges that people foresee or have seen in the um, economic um, area of our business, you know, it's yeah. of all businesses the, the CEOs are looking for ways to tighten down. And so, one of the of things that they have talked about is with if CEOs think a recession is coming, everything from Free swag, which is I'm reading from this, to business dinners are being reconsidered to keep costs down. Other companies are slashing business trips, work parties, and limiting the perks they previously used to attract people in a tight labor market. So yeah. I I have some thoughts about this. Yeah. Um, and number one, yeah. I think the headline is a little bit misleading um, just yeah. because it's they're talking about looking at costs all across the board, which sure. I think to a degree do make sense. Um, but I wanted to get your take on the idea that they're looking to, you know, CEOs are cracking down on swag.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's something that happens at the onset of every Yes, downturn, economic downturn, or recession—whatever <laughs> label you want to put on it. First thing that is that goes when when things feel like they're going south in an organization. The first thing, first thing that cut is always cut is marketing, whether that's actual expenditures on advertising, whether it's personnel. That's always the first thing that goes. Generally, mm-hmm. always the last thing to be hired back when things turn around. That's just kind of the nature of marketing and the way people view it, which. I think you would agree, is a huge mistake. I wouldn't go so far as to say double down on your marketing. Uh, We talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. I think what you do is you look at your marketing. Yeah. And where do we get more bang for our buck? And I will tell you right now, and I don't think we have to tell all three of our listeners on this podcast, I think they'll agree, the best bang for your buck, where you have control over distribution, you have control over the messaging, you have control over everything is promotional products. So to me, you know, I think you look at it, maybe you can do things a little more efficiently, but to just outright cut it or say we're slashing a budgets by 28% across the board is foolish in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, as it, this is not one of those moments where we're going to argue, but I had a couple, because I did have a chance to think about yeah. this a little bit. I had a couple of thoughts um, and I love what you had to say about it, but a couple things based on, you know, the article that I'm having in front of me, like it could be just like CEOs look at frivolous spending. Okay. Sure. What's frivolous
0: spending though? Yeah.
1: But well, but the idea that if you are looking for a way to cut costs, you know, looking at pool tables in the office. Okay. Sure. Like you are looking at things that you define as, Hey, these are places we can cut back. That doesn't mean it is specifically branded merchandise, of course. Um, So that would be my first thing. Number two, I I thought it was really interesting that that sort of final line that they're looking to limit work parties and perks that they previously used to attract people in a tight labor market. Right. So what I would say to you is that tight labor market was about 15 freaking seconds ago. So you just attracted, it still does a hundred percent. And so, yeah, it's slowed a smidge, but the idea that you are cutting back on all the employees that you just hired within the last two months, if you don't think they're going to feel like a little bit of bait and switch has happened, dude, you are going to have a mass exodus and you'll have bigger problems on your hands than uh, a tightening of the economy because you won't have any employees either and the 100%. third yeah third thought i had was just to me this is the moment where yes of course where all companies get branded merchandise wrong is when they throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and just hope something sticks right the whole point of branded merchandise is it's targeted you you mentioned that you have control of the distribution Um, but appreciation marketing is going to become more and more valuable during this. And it happens, you like, it's funny. We were talking right before we started, this is that we've become the old guys a little bit. Um, and I say a little bit just because it makes me feel better, (laughs) but we've seen this happen before. And every time it's like the people who completely cut off, they lose some of their best talent. They lose some of their best, um, they lose some of their best customers appreciation marketing right now is going to be incredibly powerful over the next 18 months. So that would
0: be, those would be my takes on it. I, I love everything you said, and I agree with everything you said. And I think one thing that is always missing from this conversation, when companies are looking at how do we cut back internally and externally too, but mainly intro, how do we cut back to save money during a challenging economic time? from depending on your perspective and what you're talking about there's two types of employees there's we always talk about how there's disenfranchised employees Mm -hmm. but there's also enfranchised employees right there's two sides of that coin when you get a group of, of trusted employees at every level of the organization to weigh in on what's important to them It might surprise you because what I see in a lot of these type of articles is people up at the you know in the C suite make a lot of assumptions of what's best for the company. And and most of the time, frankly, they're right. But when it comes to employee perks, when it comes to how employees want to work, where they want to work, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. You I think you you want to talk about empowering employees. You want to talk about making them feel like a part of a collective as opposed to being dictated to. Ask your employees because that little $10 per employee expenditure for promotional products, for a hat, t shirts, whatever it is that makes people feel like they're part of something larger than themselves, most likely will pay tenfold in mm. return. Yeah. And so I think, I think, you know, again. Understand that cuts need to be made. I mean, that, 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 that's that an that's ebb and flow of a business, right? You, you, there's times sure. to spend, there's times to cut. But just cutting because all I see is an expense and I can't point a direct return on it because that's usually the argument, right? Right. Is really, really, especially this day and age where so much is really about how people are feeling about working where they're at. That's why there was the great resignation, Right. Right. They didn't feel enfranchised. They didn't feel valued. I would say everything you said, I would say everything I said. And then on top of that, I'd say, really get a, get a group together at different levels of your organization and find out what's really important to them. Yeah. I, I, I know companies that have spent thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars retrofitting their offices for people to come back to work. Now it's like they have these creative lounges and they have um, you know, these wonderful kitchens and nap areas and wonderful. And they all made assumptions. And then all the employees said, I still don't want to come back here because I got to drive. Yeah, right. They didn't take into account what the employees really, really, really wanted. They made assumptions. And when you make assumptions, we all know what that does. So this is, to- this is a, a totally tangential. But it, so you saying that made me think of this. So one
1: of our bigger clients, um, it, like a lot, they're in the manufacturing space. And like a lot of folks have just tried to hire, tried to hire, tried to hire, tried to hire and, right. and because they can't make product fast enough, right? Um, yeah. And so they have hired, hired, hired. And so they were at a meeting recently and they have made the announcement that they are going to, they said that, you know what? We have worked and worked and worked to try and make everything okay for our employees because we're so desperate for employees. Right and we've decided to change that we've decided that if you want to work here you want to work here and mm-hmm. it's it came from the feedback of the employees who were great so great employees because what they were doing in hiring all those folks they hired a bunch of shitbirds who mm-hmm. don't do anything who are uh, worthless and so then by hiring them they did not help right the good employees and so I was fascinated because I talked to several employees from this and they were like, they were super excited to get rid of the mm-hmm. dead weight, which totally caught me off guard because everybody's like, we need more help. We need more help. Right. But, but the employees are like, we need good help. Like, we Absolutely. don't just need bodies because, and this is a fairly, you mm-hmm. know, not dangerous place to work, but you, you've right. got to be aware. And so it's like, right. they've made it more dangerous. They're getting less. It's not helping yeah. me work less. And they got that feedback, I think, from listening to employees. And so it goes mm-hmm. to your point. It's not just about the perks or whatever. It's about, hey, the people on the ground have a lot to say.
0: Well, and they want, and, and I think because people grew up now, younger generations grew up with social media where at get has given everybody a voice. Now your mileage may vary on that. And, mm-hmm. and we can all debate the relative merits. Should everybody have a voice? <laughs> yeah. But that's their expectation. That's that groups expectation is I I I have something to say. Yeah. And so you need to figure out a how to make people feel listened to. Yeah. And b how to corral those thoughts because not all those ideas are great. Right. But you still need to to again create that um, that feeling of inclusion. Right. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Good good yeah. topic. Okay. All right, Kirby. I got to I got to do something. I got to amp up the podcast. <laughs> <I've>, I have <laughs> a choice. Even if I didn't want to, I have to amp up the podcast, but I want to. And I got to tell you what, Kirby, if there is a distributor out there, they need to ask themselves right now, is your marketing working? And if they can't answer that question with an immediate, hell yes, you need to reach out to Promo Pulse. That's right. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy. You can customize it, set it, forget it, five minutes. That's it. Learn more over at promopulse.io slash amp not going to be sorry you did all right kirby um a couple quick uh real quick ppai thing a uh, promotional okay. products association international for anybody listening to this podcast outside of our industry i think we'd be remiss if we didn't say something about bob mcclain mm. uh, leaving the promotional products association and national our, our industry trade association for those who don't know bob or haven't had the pleasure to to get to know him and work with him i i have and i think Kirby, you have too kirby mm-hmm. Bob is a an association guy, and he has been at PPAI or had been at PPAI, I think, almost for 20 years, and definitely Paul Bellantone's a, a number one lieutenant, for lack mm. of a better term, yeah. and really a steadying hand when it came to operations and finances. And when the pandemic hit, you know, I've known Bob for years. But where Bob really shined was during the pandemic when you know money dried up and he made that place go. Um, I'm, I'm really bummed he's leaving. Um, understand that it, it's time for him to, to go. Um, he and I had a nice little, little uh, email exchange and, and we're gonna stay in touch and, and I'm sure a lot of people will. What's interesting though, is they then they bumped up Alan Peterson to senior vice president and now he's gonna have more expanded oversight into operations and programs. And one thing we've talked about in this podcast, and I just want to get your quick take on it. One thing we've talked about in this podcast is the important for the promotional products associations, whether they're regional or national, to bring in more promo voices. You have Dale Denham, who's doing a really great job leading PPAI. They just hired Lindsey Davis in a critical role. It's also important they have the people who have the association background. I was so going to say, yeah. By, by elevating Alan, who does come from, uh, uh, has a lot of association background. He's been at PPA, I think, for five years. And by the way, a great guy to talk music with, if you ever have the chance. Okay. Um, really love the team that uh, that Dale's building. I'm bummed Bob's not going to be there, but I, I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Dale, the team doing a nice job of kind of building the PPAI we need, not the PPAI we might have been comfortable with.
1: Yeah. And I think that uh, you have had a voice saying we need more uh, folks from the industry to yep. be a part of the association. Um, sure. But it, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth to say that you felt like it should all be people from the industry. Yep. Um, obviously, no. like a lot of organizations, I, 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 harken to like football teams it's funny how like you'll have a defensive disciplinary coach and then the moment that that doesn't work they hire somebody who's a players coach and they're all players coach and they they they, like they make these wild swings of culture and um the the organizations that tend to um succeed are the ones that kind of stay the course, but then pick talent and bring them in. And it feels like that's sort of the course that PPI is going for right now. Again, I'm not part of the inner circle of making those decisions, but it feels right to me. So I agree with you having voices from both sides of that. Um, having voices from both sides of that, but then also listening to voices from the industry. And I I do feel like I've had conversations with Dale where he's reached out to me and said, what do you think about this and yeah. actually listen to what I had to say. And I feel like wh- whenever that happens, we just talked about it in the last topic. Yeah, When I feel heard, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I
0: feel like we're moving in the right direction. So I agree with you. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, uh you know, Dale, Dale's done the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very vocal about, Hey, service providers are people too. And, <laughs> yeah, right. and and Dale's been very, very gracious in, in listening to me. And you know, I, I support PPAI as a service provider and I want to support them more, but I, I need to have value for that membership. And, and Dale and his team are working on that. And, and he's asked me, what do you think? Would this be a value? And, and I appreciate that dialogue. Yep. Um, but Doing, doing a great job. So I did want to bring that up. All right, Kirby, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Okay. So I want to talk a little time management. All so, right, Kirby.
1: You know, it's funny when you work with, you know, I, I, I am a coach for the SPDC. I've got team members here. And I, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by how some people really do well with time management and some mm-hmm. people really struggle. And in some ways, it's like, oh, man, you see people struggling and you're like, oh, it's so obvious. You know, here's what you need to do. So I thought we maybe this would be one of those moments where we could provide a little value because let's face it, you are currently managing a lot of projects. Obviously, Brandivate, you know, you're the head honcho there and you are um, doing running that business. And so Mm -hmm. that's a piece. And then you and Josh have just launched promocations, which is a really cool new concept that we we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. week before, I don't know, it's all blurred. but it's a lot, right? Like anytime you're managing multiple businesses, it's a lot to try and keep track of. So number one, how are you coping to keep it straight? (laughs) And what are some tips that you might give uh, folks listening to, and again, just top of your head i know yeah. i'm kind of springing this on you no, um and it's something i love to talk about so if you want me to go
0: first i can give a few tips but no no i'll have to i so i don't think i could do what i'm doing now 10 years ago mm. you know, time management is something it, it's 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 never a destination that's a journey mm, time yes. management you figure out as you go so what works for me may not work for other people. So the overarching thing is what I'll say is, and I think I have a blog coming out on this on Monday, which we've talked about before, <laughs> but saying it in maybe different way. So it's very funny you bring this up. People are busy. Everybody's busy. And it's one of those words you and I, it immediately makes us go, eh, I don't yep. like the word because everybody I know is busy. You choose your activities, right? right. And so if I don't get to something repeatedly, that's not important to me, right? Period. Okay. So, I the way I time manage is I I, I work very efficiently. When I'm focused on a project, mm-hmm. I turn off my email. Email yep. can wait. And I'm not saying turn it off all day, but for a couple hours, I I do I literally check my email in the morning, um, right when I get up. Um, I I shut it down, um, for most of the morning. And then I'll pick it back up in the afternoon. I know where my, and the other thing is, I know where my productive work hours are. Mm-hmm. My productive work hours are from the time I wake up till about 2.33 in the afternoon. That's when I'm at my peak. That's when I can just bounce from project to project. I'm sharp, I'm clear, my mind is right. I can be focused. About 2.33 o'clock, I start going, what's up? Words, I like birds, I like music. You know I mean? <laughs> just because we're, we're all human. That's when I start, that's when I I do, I crank up the music. That's when I pound through email. That's mm. where I do the busy work of things like invoicing and reconciling the books and doing the things that are business. The creative stuff, I know that needs to be done in the morning. And so mm. that's how I plan my day. So I, the way I manage my time is, A, I know when I'm at my peak efficiency. And second thing is, I use my calendar as my absolute tool. You and I have talked mm, about this. Yeah. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. So every <laughs> client project that I have for the week um and i've weekly deliverables to almost every client i have on on the eight side is in blue monday morning from like 8 to noon there's little half hour blocks they a lot of time take they a lot of times take longer than a half hour most times they do but as i do them i i delete that calendar item they're recurring so i just re- delete it for that week so my goal is as I go through my week is to clear my calendar. So Mm -hmm. for example, preparing for the podcast, there's always a thing for about an hour on Wednesdays, puff prep. It's reminding me I got to prepare for the podcast. I need to write whatever script I need to for the sponsor read. And I need to come up with a couple topics, things like that. Once that's done, it's gone. It's off my list. Mm -hmm. So I like having a really clean calendar at the end of the week. That Mm -hmm. works for me. Right. So it's, to me, it's not being a slave to email because we're so conditioned to bounce on that, right? Same thing with social media. I get on social media. I do what I do and I get off of it. People think I'm on it all the time and I'm really not. Um, so it's managing that. I, I use those tools for me. I don't let those tools use me. I use mm. it for me. Yeah. And then the calendar trick for me, that works very well. So I have things I got to do for promocations. And yep. just, that, that's the way I do it, but that's not going to work for everybody. So my thing would be, if you consistently see yourself avoiding specific uh, mm-hmm. tasks, it's not important to you. So you need to figure out a way to either do it earlier and get it done or outsource it to someone on your team or, or you know, well, it's a delegate CX or whatever it is. So yeah. I kind of rambled there. I apologize.
1: No, no, not at all. That was good. And again, I, th- I just threw this at you. So, um, yeah, I think no multitasking. It's the biggest myth in the history of yeah productivity no, um and it's not any. like and, and p.s there are people right now who are listening to this are going no 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 i'm good at multitasking no you're not you suck at it um everybody sucks at it it is uh, it, there is a, a tiny percentage oh. of people who can but it's Hold science you it's can, not
0: my opinion you, yeah <laughs> you can be good you can be good at it good is the, what you define it as. i am good at multitasking i also know those projects are going to take five times as long yeah so i'm good at it i can do multiple projects but it's going to take a lot longer and the quality is going to suffer Please continue. I apologize. No, it's totally fine. But see, my definition of that means that you suck at it because you just said it takes five times. Fair enough. Time.
1: So to me, that's fair enough. That, I mean, can you do it? Sure. That's fair. Um yeah, so, that's, fair. that's accurate. Yeah. Uh so focus is one of the things that you said. Love that. Yep. I also i throw in batch activities together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I know you do yep. that.
1: Um I do. Uh, since we were talking about it before we started recording yeah, we did. this. Um Yeah.
0: Well, you talked about I'm gonna do midweek mark. I've got Five midweek marketing moments. I'm about to record. Yep. I've got shirts right out there. <laughs> yep, and it'll you know. Yep, absolutely. And one of the things that does is it gets your like so many times
1: when you're switching tasks like that, it you have to re, it takes a while to get back into it. So when you're in absolutely. it and you do it, that really helps. Uh, delegate when you can. You sort of talked about mm-hmm. that too. I think that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, I, I've got some folks that I can trust, and I, I hand things off to um, work early. I love that. I'm a big believer in creating routines. Um, most of us have routines. We just don't have them intentionally. You know this about me. I create a morning routine that's absurd um, and it's consistency um, because I don't have to that's... think about it. I get to work and I'm right, like, I couldn't tell you what happened, right? Because I, right. I've done it all. And it was funny. So the other thing I wrote down while you were talking is you use your calendar. And I'm a, I've am a. said, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. The task management uh, software I use, I have my calendar, which is Outlook. Mm-hmm. And then I use Trello, and so the things that I lay out my um, week kind of like what you're talking about. So I have a Monday tab, Tuesday, you know, and I put Mm -hmm. the 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 projects, and I'll put notes inside the the uh, the tabs on the projects, and then I move them. I have a done uh, thing that I and and there is yeah, there's a yeah, there's a dopamine uh, hit that I I get when I get to move it to done, and so. I don't know. I I thought that that might be helpful for those listening Uh, when you're trying to manage multiple projects. um, It's a lot. And I know you're doing it. And it seems from the outside looking in, like you're really doing it well. I'm sure there are days where you just want to curl up in a ball and sleep for 12 hours, but you're doing great.
0: Well, thank you. And honestly, not not that much. Again, the way it works for me. And again, I don't like recreating things that already exist. So I know a lot of people love Trello and there's many other, those things, I can use an Outlook, my Outlook yeah, no, calendar it's fine. for that. No, and yeah. yeah, it's for me. It's like to me, why would I duplicate that? Now I got to go somewhere else. Yep. And until it stops working for me, I'll continue to do it. And yeah. you know, yeah, there are days that are heavier than others. There's some days I wake up and my calendar is just filled, but that's okay. I'd rather have it that way. And yeah. just like the dopamine rush you get when you move something to a digital outbox and it doesn't yeah. exist anymore, it's done. When I look at the end of the day and I've cleared my calendar, it's a win. I yeah, and it's 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 such a great thing. So good good topic, and hopefully that helps some people out. All right, Kirby. I don't. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, Maybe I say a few weeks, and that's just a catch-all phrase for I don't know when we talked about it. (laughs) Could have been ten years ago. (laughs) Um, We talked about diversity. We talked about a blog I wrote for Promo Kitchen, and Mm -hmm. you know we talked about how it's it's really incumbent upon the larger companies in our industry to really lead this, whether it's uh, regionals, uh, whether it's PPAI as the uh, industry trade association, whether it's ASI, whether it's large distributor companies, but those are the people that have the power to bring in diverse um, uh, folks. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't celebrate when that happens and at least mention mm, it. Okay. And Halo hired uh, three key executives, excuse me, three key Excel executives that celebrate diversity. They're no EVP and CFO. Mm-hmm. They're senior vice president and CIO and they're senior vice president of business transformation. They're all diverse. One is a woman, um, and this is an example of walking the walk. And I think that's something that's important. Um, it, I know there's group within uh, Halo working on this. It's you know, Terry McGuire and Don Olds and Johanna Gottlieb. And so they're really trying to focus on bringing in those diverse perspectives. And one thing that Mark Simon said, it's uh, Hemant. I'm going to ruin these names. I'm sorry. Hemant Amit and Rose will enhance our cultural emphasis on ingenuity, ingenuity and inv- innovation. And I really like that. But what it got me to thinking. So, a that that's the one thing. I'm sure you agreed. That's wonderful. Right. It, it's funny. I saw the headline and I was like, I. I...
1: I guess I've, I'm excited that I saw it yeah. and didn't think about the diversity thing. I was just Absolutely. like, cool, great hires.
0: Um, but now that you bring it up, I'm really glad you did because I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is an example of that. So please, yeah, continue. Yeah, no. So it is it is important to recognize when companies are doing that, they're walking yeah. the walk and not just talking the talk. But what it got me to thinking was the whole DEI discussion, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is where I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay it's got an enormous branding problem okay the whole dei thing it reminds me of a smoke detector on an airplane get in an airplane right and you they say do not disa- tamper with disable or destroy the smoke detectors you had me at tamper with okay <laughs> if you, if i'm not allowed to tamper with something <laughs> right. i can't disable it and i'm not going to destroy it I feel like the whole DEI conversation is, is, gives everybody glaze eye and tired head because it's a very confusing thing. To me, you know, the word diversity, it makes people a, a bit uncomfortable, and that's okay. But what diversity tends to do these days, just the word, it tends to mean to a lot of people, we're including others, but we're excluding that group. Mm. And that's True. what to me, it a lot of times it, it comes across as equity. That's a tough one because it means different things to yeah. every single person. Yeah. If they would, fo- if, if that, if the people running DEI, if there's a DEI association, if they would focus on just inclusion, the I, I don't think there's one person that would argue we need inclusion. Inclusion, by definition, it means everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, it's one of those Teflon arguments. I think, you know, one of the things I see when DEI Becomes a conversation. People get tired of talking about it because I don't think they really understand what it means. I'm not even sure I understand what it means to be very candid with you. But it tends to make people feel uncomfortable to the point where they, oh, they're just woke or this and that. Whereas you focus on inclusion, it means everybody. And it's that Teflon argument because of course, why wouldn't we want everybody to be included? We were taught that as kids Mm. on the kindergarten playground for crying out loud. Include everybody. Hmm. And so- I, 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 to me, that's where it's at. And I just want to get your take on that. And again, so this, I wanted to congratulate Halo and, and they deserve that. But also want to talk about, I think if we focus on inclusion, equity and diversity follows, it just, it'll happen. Yeah. I think that's a super interesting take, Um,
1: Bill. And obviously I haven't a lot of time to think about this. That being said, so I, yeah. I, I do like the idea of calling things inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that part I get. Um, I think DEI as an acronym, that was as funny as you were telling, started telling this. I was like, I would get to get rid of DEI because like, is it DIY? Is it like, it's, it, yeah. it becomes like oh, yeah. uh, acronyms are, are confusing. I get why people use them, but that, that, I could live without that for sure. Right. The only thing I would say is, as you were telling the story, Okay, and this is pushback for the sake of this discussion, right? Sure. Um, as you were telling the story, you said that the three executives were diverse, and mm-hmm. it did provide me something like I was like, okay, I I don't need to know a lot of details other than the <clears throat> fact that means is yeah. that they they aren't white males, right? <laughs> <Correct. laughs> like to me, correct. Um, and so I, I, now I do understand what you're saying in the sense that diversity is one of those terms that's been around for 20 years that people have dragged through the mud. So I do, I get it, but Mm. I do think that there is a descriptor there that does help with the conversation. So I understand what it means, but for the forward of the forward motion of the movement to say, look, we just want to be inclusive by what you're
0: selling there. So that's what I'm saying. We, I can talk about, it's really great that they hired some diverse candidates. They wouldn't have hired diverse candidates had they not been inclusive in the hiring process. Right. Yeah, I, can, no, so I, I, can, I hear what I you're can, yeah. So, so, and I hear, I'm not, and I, it's something that just rankles me mm-hmm. because I think you said, you know, people dragged the word diversity through the mud. I would say just a hair differently, probably the same exact thought we both have. People twist that word for their own mm, yeah, yeah, meaning, yeah. You know, and own usage. Yeah. And I've been part of conversations where diversity means, No more white guys, just that group. Yes. That's not, that's, that's not, that's that's not not inclusion spirit of this. Exactly. That's not inclusion. Yeah. That's why I think if we overall focus on inclusion and really try to live that, the rest will follow. And it's intentional Mm -hmm. inclusion. It's singling. Hey, we'd love you to be part of this. We need your voice. We don't have a voice like yours. We'd like that that change that's where change happens anyway i just wanted to congratulate halo and and talk about that um and now i can have people unfriend me on facebook all right (laughs) i thought Um, it was well done brother (laughs) all right so i think i think is that it do you have another topic nope that's it we're good all right we're good i and I, i feel like i'm energy energized today because I've got this great shirt on, Kirby. I feel like a million bucks, like Matthew you know? McConaughey over there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I might wear this shirt for the next five midweek marketing <laughs> moments I'm about to record because it's just that damn comfortable. And I got to tell you, Blue Generation has really figured out how to, you know, uh, create a, an apparel collection with Untucked that looks just as amazing in the office as it does after hours, and and it looks great, it feels great um I, I was very interesting you know when i put on the shirt literally i was like wow this feels really good this is a nice, nice shirt so we know about how they have every color every size all that but they really are also fashion forward you gotta remember they have a very long and rich history in the garment district in new york city and that comes in handy when you want to manufacture shirts like this plus guys They do not experience most of the supply chain problems other people do. So if you're looking for some fashion-forward design um, in terms of apparel that's comfortable, on budget, on point, on style, can't go wrong with Blue Generation. So head over to BlueGeneration.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Also, I'm not sorry that I had this nice little podcast chat with you today, Kirby, and I hope you have a groovy, groovy day. Thanks, man.